Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is March the 12th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, First segment is entitled, Clay Shiver Not Celebrated Enough. Um, He's one of the... uh, best offensive lineman to come through this program ever um he's on my all-time uh Seminoles team Florida State Seminoles team um you know what can I say man uh three-time first team all-american or excuse me three-time first team ACC all-conference um he stayed five years at Florida State. Um, I don't know if he's six two or six three because they got him listed as both on uh, nofan.org. Um, I'm just looking at some of his accolades here. I mean, he was second team All American a couple of times. Um, He played for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see, he played nine. They say they're saying he played ninety seven, ninety eight with the Cowboys. Three seasons with the Cowboys, one with the Broncos, and one with the Panthers. I don't remember him playing in Carolina. Um, just, just not celebrated enough, man. One of the best, um, offensive linemen to ever come through the program. They actually got him listed at 6'2", 294. He was drafted in a 1996 draft, pick number 67. Um, debuted September 2nd. 1996 with the Cowboys so um pretty good player in my opinion pretty great player actually um and you just never hear about him anymore so um I just wanted to say a little something about him today let me know what you think about Clay Shiver 
And I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled Defensive Coordinator Andy Fuller. Can he upgrade the defense? Um, I think he can. He seems like a very intelligent guy. Um, he, he, he recognizes that we have 4-3 talent. And he's not trying to make a uh, square peg fit into a round hole like Willie Taggart was. I mean, your talent, your defensive talent did not say, okay, we can run a 3-4 scheme. And it it had gradually gotten a little bit better throughout the season, but you would just tell these guys were not comfortable. The players were not comfortable running that scheme. Um, and then you had safeties playing linebackers, which, um, is fine sometimes, but you, you know, when you're playing a three, four, your outside linebackers pretty much have to be at least 250 pounds and your middle linebackers have to be at least 235 and, um, you know, we didn't have that. So, just, uh, I'm just glad that Fuller recognizes what we have and he's going to do his very best. It's a 4 3 hybrid that he says he's going to run. So, I imagine that probably Nazarel Dean will be the hybrid safety linebacker. Um, so I'm just very interested to see what can he bring schematically to this defense to make it better. Um, I've watched some of his stuff, but you can't really grade it because it's not with, you know, four and five stars playing his scheme. It's, you know, Conference USA. I mean, or excuse me, um, the American uh, Conference athletic conference the AAC and um, you know they just score at will in that conference so you know you have to take the defensive stuff with a grain of salt um, so let me know what you think about that man can, D, can the defensive coordinator Andy Fuller upgrade the defense and I'm going to move on to the next segment which is entitled Leonard Hamilton, National Coach of the Year. I think he's a finalist. Um, he got ACC Coach of the Year. Um, I think he definitely has to be up there with um, with um, with anybody else that um, would be considered for this award. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the wrong stuff as usual. I'm trying to get to their record. They are number four in the country at 26 and five. And, you know, to me, they're a one seed. I think you have to put them in as a one seed, man. Um, San Diego State loss, Baylor loss. Um, if, if. If Florida State makes a deep run into the ACC tournament, 
I think you definitely have to give them a one seed. I mean, just a tremendous job by Leonard Hamilton. I mean, this this the basketball program has been the most consistent athletic program at this university for the last uh, couple of years, several years. And, um, you know, it's just something that we as Florida State fans of football, basketball, whatever, can hang our hat on. And um, I just feel like he needs to be rewarded for that. Um, undefeated at home, 16-0. and 0, Regular season ACC champs. And um, I can't say enough good things about the guy. Um, you know, he came from the uh, Washington Wizards during the Jordan debacle when he was there. And he came to Florida State and solidified this program. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. And I trust him. So, um, I hope that, um, I hope they can make a deep run in the ACC tournament, get a one seed, and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. But I think they would probably put Florida State in the hardest bracket. If they do get a one seed. So. Let me know what you think about Leonard Hamilton. National coach of the year. I'm going to move on to my next segment. Which is entitled. Harley Quinn. My new favorite female villain. If you haven't watched. The um, Harley Quinn. uh, Stuff. I've just watched it on YouTube. But. The cartoon, the new cartoon, I love it, man. It's got edge to it. You know, the older I get, the more I relate to superheroes that are just human with no powers. You know, like Batman, Harley Quinn, Joker. You know, they're just, you know, just determined people, villains or good guys. And um, she definitely fits that mold. Um, I mean, Wonder Woman is my all-time favorite, but but um, Harley Quinn is um, I think uh, Margaret Robbie is Margaret Robbie is doing a phenomenal job as uh. Uh, Harley Quinn on the big screen. Um, I'm trying to see here. Okay, Wikipedia. She was first introduced to the DC Universe in 1992. Joker's girlfriend. Um, Her name is, her real name is Harleen. Francis Quinzel that doesn't make sense but whatever um team affiliation suicide squad birds of prey justice league Gotham city sirens secret six secret of society supervillains significant others or partnerships to joker poison ivy like I said I just like how crazy she is and how she will fight anybody um
that's what I like about her. Um, so let me know what you think about Holly, uh, Harley Quinn, man. Um, on the rise in the DC universe. Um, I don't think she'll ever be able to challenge Wonder Woman, but we'll see. Um, and I'm going to move on to my next segment, which is entitled Freshmen Are Allowed to Do Interviews Now. And for the longest under Jimbo and Willie Taggart, they wouldn't let freshmen do interviews. But I looked on YouTube and saw Tate Rotomaker doing an interview as a true freshman. And I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's very refreshing that he's actually letting these guys talk, man. Um, You know, I don't I just don't subscribe to the rule that if you're not an upperclassman, you're not allowed to express yourself in the in the interview. Um, you know, basically what he said is that he's still learning the offense. He's kind of used to the fast paced practice and all of that stuff. And um, I have no idea if this guy is going to be just can compete for the starting job. It's just going to have to be a um, wait-and-see approach. I wanted to hear from some more freshmen like Demory Tate and um, a couple other guys, but I do have to give Norvell credit, though. He's done everything right thus far. So I think just being a little more um, ahead of the curve – is is really doing him a great service. Um so let me know what you think about that segment. I'm going to move on to my final segment which is entitled Xavier Rhodes not celebrated enough. And just give me one moment here to bring him up. Xavier Rhodes cornerback Florida State current Minnesota Viking um, just one of the players that you never hear about anymore and I'm going to make sure that you know we don't forget some of the all time greats that have come through this program I don't think it's fair that we just going to sit here and forget them you know so here we go Still looking here. Roads, roads. Xavier Rhodes. Class, he came in in 2009. Big corner. Came in as a true freshman, 6'2, 195. Um, left at 6'2, 217. Uh, first team All American. Okay. Um, just looking at his stats here. Let's see. I don't really care about tackles. I want to see interceptions. See his freshman year or 2010. He had one, two, three, four. His sophomore year, he had one. His junior year, he had one, two, three, four. And 
think he looks like he left after 2012 because he could have stayed and been on that national championship team. So, yeah, he was selected first round number 25 in the 2013 NFL draft. And it's just one of the guys that you never hear about at Florida State. He's been in the league for uh, seven years now, doing great. Um, I particularly enjoyed when him and him and uh, Antonio Brown went at it when he was still with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers because Antonio Brown is from Florida also. So I kind of enjoyed watching them go at it. Um because they're both from Miami, I think. So um, let me know what you think about Xavier Rhodes, man. Just another unsung uh, hero for this program. And um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's available on YouTube. It's available anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, I want to thank everyone who listens on a daily basis. I really appreciate you guys. And as always, go Knowles.